All right, we're live. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the People's Podcast. I'm attempting to record everything, so yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by, sponsored by, 1998 Coffee. 1998 Coffee. This is the Alvarado blend. Um, I know the owner. He's pretty cool. He's a cool dude. Um, so yeah, this this podcast is sponsored by them. If you want 20% off any of your purchases at your checkout of this website, enter the code, the discount, the People's Podcast. And that's it. And you'll get your stuff. And with that, let's get to it. What's up, AJ? <laughs> How's it going, Christian? So, dude, like we were saying, uh, we have like we've known each other for a little bit, but we haven't had like a real good time to like actually sit down. Yeah. Like we'll randomly catch each other at coffee shops yep. in passing. <laughs> but I already know we have a lot of stuff we're gonna talk about. So just let's start off with who you are, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, whatever you want to share, and we'll yeah. just get going. Sweet, dude. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, of course, man. Been, uh, yeah, been wanting to do a podcast for a while. I've just been so busy, so yeah. really appreciate the fact. Yeah. Finally able to like get it done. Get it done instead of just like saying we're gonna do it. <laughs> like we finally get to do it. So, um, yeah. Once again, thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate man. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. So just a little bit about me. So my name's AJ Baez. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up in Salma, California. Okay. Uh, born and raised there uh 28 years old okay um just finishing up uh grad school so i'm going to grad school for sports psychology okay uh just finished uh coaching college wrestling so i was coaching college wrestling for about three and a half years almost four years yeah and uh just finished that completed that um and have like two months left of grad school okay and then from there just trying to uh praying a lot just trying to figure out what my next steps are. Yeah. A lot of different plans. Um, but besides that, uh, yeah, just uh, grew up an athlete. Uh, grew up a wrestler. Started wrestling when I was seven. Mm. Uh, so I'm 28 now. So I've been yeah. doing it for quite some time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then now I'm transitioning to jiu-jitsu. So very much a big fan of, like, MMA. Yeah. Um, and then another thing just uh, – uh, really big on my faith yeah christian uh so always been like a christian athlete so mm-hmm. uh yeah so just there's a lot of different things a lot of different projects a lot of different um places that i have my hands in uh it could get chaotic sometimes yeah. but um yeah it's exciting i i like um adventure so yeah. i just really try to get out of my comfort zone as much as i can so that's dope yeah. dude that's heck of dope I feel like straight away, one thing you already you, you said, like getting out of the way and like putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think a lot of that people who are athletes, especially like real competitive athletes, like I feel like that's something that's kind of drilled into you, especially when you as a young age, like being comfortable with being uncomfortable. I feel like that's something like you kind of look towards. Would you agree with that? Would you disagree with that? Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, right when I was a kid, like I was thrown into it just the craziness of wrestling how did um, how did how'd you get into it like was your family anyone in your family wrestlers or? so yeah so like my dad uh wrestled a few years in okay. high school um not so much like through the high school circuit but like freestyle yeah yeah um so he did it for like a few years he ended up uh his career was cut short through an injury oh um so the way that i got into it was yeah. uh i liked fighting um i was just like a troublemaker uh i was always getting in fights in school yeah um super hyper 
there's a video actually like when uh when I was younger and it was like me and my cousins and they actually pulled on me uh in the video because I was throwing rocks at them for some reason <laughs> I don't know why I was throwing rocks at that them was but your thing, bro. um yeah so it was just like I was always just known as like the troublemaker um so then I started off in baseball and it was fun and I was pretty good but it just for some reason I just like I just I needed a little bit more grit yeah um and then honestly I needed to get my butt kicked uh, sometimes that's good yeah 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 I needed it and of course you know my dad <clears throat> my dad put me into wrestling uh and I walked in thinking like oh I'm just gonna run through these guys. <laughs> like I watch WWE like oh yeah I uh um I got this and first day just got throttled really like, just got beat up so bad um and but I think I there's a part of me that's always like um and I don't know if it's just something in my family yeah um maybe it's just my ego yeah I'm not entirely sure but there was just a part of me that was just like yeah I can't like I cannot leave this sport until like I got it on lock like until I figure it out I feel and I and I like start beating people yeah, that drive just yeah. to get it done okay yeah so I went home like really mad and upset but I was like I'm gonna beat you guys like I'm gonna come back and beat you guys it wasn't I didn't obviously it didn't happen overnight yeah but, um I think that just idea and that drive to just get better every single day was what kept me with wrestling so mm. once I got in there once I got my butt kicked a few times and like I was able to handle losing yeah then I realized oh man I really love this yeah so that's how I pretty much like stuck with it for sure to this day, dude, I've done like jujitsu wrestling. Like, I, like Sam, I came up. It wasn't specific. I sometimes I wish I would have been like specifically in one fighting sport, but it was like all of them. And the hardest one is still wrestling. Like physically, just wrestling is so hard because you don't get a moment, dude. Like if you pull back for it, besides the fact you're in a hot room, it's already sucks. Yeah. Like if you pull back for a second, they're coming at you. Yeah. Like in boxing, even in jujitsu, I can like stall for a second and kind of rest. And like you don't get that luxury in wrestling because yeah. it's just going, going. Yeah, but it does teach you how to like. You kind of one thing I love about fighting, bro, and just in general martial arts is like you see who you really are, like past the ego, because people can always say like I'm this guy, but when you're in there and you're faced with like getting your face drugged on the mat, you yeah. realize like who you really are. Yeah. So I love that. Kind of takes all of that out, and you're right. Yeah. It, it gets rid of your ego. I was the same. I had such an ego. My first day in jujitsu, I was like, "You're all gonna die." I was like, "I've watched the Oda Machida fight. I know yeah. what I'm doing. I just got <laughs> tapped nonstop." But it was good. Yeah, it's good. For, it's good for us. Yeah, you definitely uh, get exposed yeah. pretty quick. Um, and even now, even though I've been wrestling for so long, um, and then now transitioning to jujitsu, I always make sure I check my ego mm. and I leave it at the door. Um, I do think there are moments where you need to tap into your ego, just yeah. like positionings and yeah, you know. Um, but it is something that definitely like you get humbled. And you respect people. Like, oh yeah, a lot more. It yeah, it's definitely a proper under like you don't realize like it. And I feel like this is with anything, but I, like with fighting, I feel like people don't realize like how exposed you are till you do it. Like even like I'll have buddies of mine because I box a lot. Like and they'll be like, and I'm not nothing hot or anything like that. But they'll be like, oh, it looks because it it can look easier. Like when you're watching it and you don't know, you're like, well, it's easy. Just get up and I do this and yeah. you do that. Like you don't realize the minute details till you do it. And you're like, oh, like your mind opens up to like, oh, like I'm really super exposed. Yeah. So that's what 
that's something I love about jujitsu. I think that you, the luxury you're afforded compared to any other martial arts, because I feel like in jujitsu, it's easier to kind of spar quicker because you can control it a lot more. Yeah. Like, and I think you realize a lot faster, like how exposed you are and the levels from like rolling with a white belt to a blue belt to a purple to a brown to a black. Like, you realize like the depth of how like deep this can get. Yeah. And I think that's super good. And especially when people who are like, they love that drive. Like, I'm not the same way. Like, if I get beat at something, I'm like, I don't even have to like this. I'm going to come back until I beat you. Yeah. Like, it like it unlocks because you realize, like, there's such a path. And I think it's so good for hyperactive people because, like, it disciplines you to something and gives you an outlet, which that's how I was. I, I needed that. I remember my parents saying, like, if we don't get this kid in some sport, he's going to kill himself or yeah. burn something <laughs> down. He needs to go. And because yeah. I, I was the same. I was just crazy, bro. I was just so hyperactive to start running around try to fight my brothers and they would all beat me up and i was like they're like we need to help this kid now yeah so it's a good outlet because you you definitely get your butt kicked and it helps you focus so yeah definitely um yeah it for sure like i said i started off like very hyper very much a troublemaker and then it just like after the years you know it Mm -hmm. just kind of sharpened me yeah and before I knew it, like I wasn't in the principal's office anymore. Yeah. Like I was getting uh, really good grades. And yeah, um, see that one really never helped. Help. That one never changed. <laughs> <laughs> My grades stay the same. But uh, I think it also helped me too, just because I grew up in a really uh, bad area of Selma, mm. and I had a lot of at least like in my school, I had a lot of kids like grow up and either dropped out of high school or mm. got into like gangs and everything. So I think it yeah. just kind of kept me on that narrow path. Yeah. So kept you focused. I think. People need this. I think especially at a young age. I remember one of my teachers said this. He passed away. Such a good dude, though. I remember he when at the time he said it, I was in trouble. So he's talking to my mom. I didn't like it then, but like I remember, I was like, when I heard it, I was like, sophomore. I was like, I don't like this, but you're so right. And he was saying like, kids crave discipline. He's like, they love it. He's like, they may not know. He's like, but kids need. Not only do they need, they truly love when they have discipline when you expose it to them. I was like, that's so true. Cause like my life, when I have nothing going on, I'm so hectic. And like, I think like I'm doing my own thing, but like it's so much anxiety compared to when you have that structure and that discipline. Like, this is what we're doing. This is the goal. This is where we're heading. Like, there's something kind of peaceful about that. Like, knowing we're heading a direction that's going to produce results, not just wildness. So I think it's good for people. Yeah. It's powerful for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm sorry. I'm literally chugging down all this coffee. Oh, I'm like, good. I'm trying to be mindful. I'm like, he might want some more coffee. I shouldn't drink it all. <laughs> when we get the break, I'm going to make more. Dude, I, I slam so much coffee. It's a problem, dude. Like really? how many, what's your uh, oh, like, dude. total count for a day? A day? A day. Oh my gosh. And this is, this is apart from like what I test for my business. Okay. It's like enjoyment. Probably five, five, six cups of, of just like pour. I'll do at least yeah. probably two lattes in a day. It's like a, I remember when I first got hired at Starbucks, they were like, yeah, we give out a pound a week. I'm like, who would drink that much coffee in a week? And I, I go through double that. Like, it's just yeah. nonstop. It's a problem, dude. Yeah. But I'm okay. Like, there'll be moments kind of getting in the face. I, like, you know, like sometimes when you're like, you're like, you know, God, take whatever you want. Like, I'm willing to surrender everything. And always in the back of my mind, I might regret saying this. I'm like, please don't tell me to give up coffee. Like, <laughs> please. I, like, I'll give up anything. Like, my wife, hey she's gone don't not, yeah. like don't tell me to give up coffee like it, it would go bad yeah but yeah i drink so much coffee i don't know why i just and it's not even a caffeine thing like i don't need yeah. the ca- like i don't i won't drink coffee right when i wake up purposely because i don't want to become addicted to the caffeine yeah but like once i'm awake like, i'll just drink it non-stop like it i don't know i just like it it's yeah just good stuff so does it 
because I know like um, sometimes like people will drink so much caffeine that it doesn't yeah. affect them anymore. Does it still affect you? Like, uh, do you still feel it? Like, no. The only time it'll affect I just dump the coffee. Well, we can make more later. Probably for me. I'll probably make more <laughs> for me. Um, the only time I'll feel the effects if I drink because you know how, like lighter roasts have like more caffeine yeah. content in them. If I drink that like at nine, ten o'clock, I'll I won't go to sleep as quick. Okay. Like I'll feel there, but pretty much anything else, no. But it's weird because if I drink so much coffee, but if I drink like a Pepsi or a soda, I'm out. Like like I feel right away, like smack me, like it puts me out. But I don't know if that's like the extra sugar that could be in it, possibly. Probably, yeah. Probably, like, yeah, because that's probably honestly not. I think, but but yeah, no, it doesn't affect. It's very rare. Like the only time I'll ever feel it is like when I was working at Starbucks. I'll go get like a triple shot undertow and just slam one of those. Yeah, I'd feel that. Okay. But like pretty much, no. It's just love. It's just love, bro. <laughs> and I don't even know if some of it's like the uh, uh, the mental part of like knowing I'm not drinking this for caffeine. Like I don't even associate it. I'm like I'm drinking it for the coffee. Like if there's like some mental part of like maybe I am having the effect of the caffeine. I just don't realize it. Yeah. So I don't know. But like yeah, I genuinely – like when I hear people say like I'll see like commercials and be like, you know, you want to wake up. Like I there's such a disconnect to me. Like it's like I don't see it as like get your morning cup of coffee to wake up. Like I'm yeah. like I just want to drink coffee because I want to drink coffee. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my life. <laughs> I mean, it's a good life. I don't have nothing to complain <laughs> yeah. about coffee. This and a lot of, like, whitening toothpaste. So. <laughs> yeah. Because it'll just go downhill. Like, I have to, like, remind myself, like, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your teeth. Because I'm like, it's just going to plummet. Yeah. But, yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't know I how use, I... like, a straw sometimes, too, like, when I drink coffee. I've tried. I've tried that. And I don't. And this, uh, I think it's like the mental. I'm just an addict. Like I love the feel of it all over my. It's yeah. a, it's a problem, dude. Like when yeah. I say it, I'm like, if this is anything else, I'm like, you need to back up. Yeah. But I'm okay with it. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, I don't know how I got to that. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Let me move this. Um. But yeah, dude, wrestling, dude. I love wrestling so much. There'll be times where like, like I'll, like I'll tell my wife because I'm like out of all like these martial arts I've done, like wrestling's probably the one I've done the least. But I'm like, it's probably honestly like the funnest for me and what i'm about to say i don't mean this in a shot way at wrestling it's not a bad thing like it's just like how i personally perceive it like there's definitely so much skill in wrestling like if we went you would just kill me it would be seconds like because there's so much skill there but i feel like at least for me when i'm wrestling with people i don't have as much of that fear like i could die right now if i don't move right like i feel like i can enjoy it more because like there's not that immediate threat for me of like i'm not gonna get knocked out or choked unconscious so like i feel like for me, that's more like the real like play. Like I can just go and have fun and almost be reckless. Cause like if I get pinned, I don't really care. Like it's not like a competitive like it's competitive in that nature, and I'm not worried about getting knocked out. Yeah. So like I like love that like about it. But I could see on the other end, like if I was real competitive in it, it wouldn't be that way. It's just like yeah. because I don't care as much on the competitive side. It's just so fun for me. Yeah. So it's a fun sport, dude. I love it so much, and I'm not that good at it, but I enjoy it anyways. So. Yeah, I think that's the, um, I think sometimes that's like the biggest thing that lacks in wrestling sometimes is having fun with it. Yeah. I think when wrestlers lose their fun of the sport Mm -hmm. and it just becomes a job. Yeah. um, That's when like their performance starts to drop. Yeah. Um, And I think like looking back on my career, I could see that like the times that I was having the most fun with it were like the best performances I ever had. But when I started taking it like a little too serious, yeah. Um, that's when I started seeing like it was just like 
messing with my performance. It's true, dude. It's true. And I think there's like that balance. And like I associate it with like, because out of all of them, boxing is like the one I was most serious. Like I feel like wrestling and even jujitsu was like in the moment fun. Like I'm enjoying it in the moment when I'm like going, even competing in jujitsu. It's just fun to me. And boxing, like, I hate it every second, but it's like one of those, like, it's fun after the fact. Like, once it's done, it's like, that was fun. But, like, I that's so true. Like, the moments, like, where I'm boxing and I'm having fun, it's like I'm doing so much better. I'm able to see, read, move. But whenever I'm, like, so serious, like, it, your performance isn't good. And I just don't enjoy it. Like, I get stressed out. And I'm, like, and not even in a good way because I think there's, like, a healthier part of, like, stress that you can have, like, to focus you. But it's just, like, it just becomes a job. So I think that's I think that's hard for people who are successful in any anything like to find that balance of like remember why you started like it was fun yeah. then keep it fun now like that's how you got there. That's one thing. Uh, are you from? You know who the Gracies are and yeah, I know they always say like with jujitsu like have fun it's fun like it's a game like they use that like lingo like it's a game don't get like so like take it serious but don't take yourself so serious on ever like enjoy it and I think yeah. like that. That's been the hard part for me in my life of and of fighting is like finding that balance of like enjoying it, but also having that obsessed like be serious, take it serious. When you mess up, like fix it, correct it, but all like the line of not and it's like I feel like it's such a thin line of enjoying it and having fun and not taking yourself so serious, but be ultra serious about what you're doing. Yeah. Like it's a weird balance. Have Have you struggled with that in wrestling? Is and how do you work through that? Yeah. So like, um, me being a, a wrestler. Um, going through the college circuit and then obviously coaching college wrestling yeah um that balance between like hard work and like seriousness and having fun yeah it's um it's definitely like a skill that you have to develop and you have to like really get serious with yourself yeah um because there's a lot of different elements that could go into it like yeah. a lot of like i know like with me personally a lot of like my um it wasn't so much with my ego yeah with wrestling it was more of like outside factors mm. so i wanted to perform well because of course you know i wanted to win but um i wanted to impress people i wanted to impress my family i mm. wanted to win a state title yeah or a national title because i had outside factors um and i think that kind of it's good like and i think every athlete's different um especially like now studying sports psychology, like not every athlete's the same. So I know that like for me having too much uh, family pressure or too much like coach pressure, et cetera, yeah. kind of took away from the fun of the sport for me. Um, yeah. Whereas another athlete, maybe like I thrive off of when my dad's in the stands or I thrive off of like knowing my coach, like we really need this win. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just very like understanding like the athlete and like kind of being honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. um, especially now for me, like transitioning to jujitsu, like realizing, okay, like this is a brand new sport. Yeah. What did I do wrong in the last mm -hmm. sport? And like, how can I fix it now? Yeah. Cause it's almost like a second chance now, which is jujitsu. Yeah. For my personal career. I feel that. Um, but I think overall, like that balance, I think it's like being honest with yourself as an athlete and trying to figure out what works best for you. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, you know, just going back to like why you why you started it in mm -hmm. the beginning. Um, and I, you know, like, of course, with wrestling, like you could still do it, like, even if you're not taking it serious. But 
um, it's one of those sports where it's like, especially if you're competing at such a high level, um, my dad always says like, it's not a sport that you do like at the higher level that you do for fun. Cause like, you'll get hurt like, yeah. if you don't take it serious. Cause yeah. it is, it is pretty crazy at the higher levels. Like you, the, the better guys will like grind your face into the ground. Yeah. So it's, um, but you know, I, like I said, I think it just comes back to like being honest with yourself as an athlete yeah. and what works best for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think that's something that, uh, you hit it like right on the is it on the nail on the head i don't know how that analogy is technically said but like every athlete's so different and i think that's something like i've i think as a whole in sports we've realized as of late like the psychology of how much that plays a factor in the athletes like not everyone learns the same yeah like not everyone like you might do good if i'm like yelling at you like go 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 yeah. and someone else might shut down and it's not a good or a bad thing or a manly or like a a less manly thing it's just, like individuals but like i've noticed that in my life like i'm the person and since you're studying this maybe you can give me some insight this is something i've always noticed about me especially in in, in, in fighting was i'm i've always been the guy where like whenever people thought i wasn't gonna stand a chance i was like oh yeah like when i started boxing because like i remember when i i started in jujitsu boxing was actually the last one i started out of all of them and i started them all within like a year but my parents like don't like they're like it's different you're gonna get hit in the face and i was like watch 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 i just like dove in and got like good fast and in the moment when they were like you're good you can actually go somewhere i was like eh, maybe i'll do something else now yeah like and i've always found like that's how i've been like when when everyone like doubts me i'm like i want to do it but when everyone's like you're good i'm like eh. like yeah. that's been like a problem for me is like finding that motivation people are, like you you are good and be able to still use like that obsessive mindset to get it done what do you think about that what's your thoughts what's your what's your professional opinion <laughs> well almost professional yeah uh, a few more months um but you said that when people doubt you that's when it's like it brings out like the better oh yeah self i do so much better when people doubt me and then when people tell you like oh you're good you're just i just don't care you're yeah. just like so when you go and perform are you just like do you physically feel a difference are you more relaxed or so it's it's weird i feel like for me like the performance itself when i compete like it's all the same it's but like because i feel like my performance is always the byproduct of my training to get there and it's like how i train is different but and that's what I, what produces the by but a byproduct because when i'm actually competing and performing like i'm very much like there's no emotion for me like i shut it out like it's just like it's literally just like a body and a person this is like very like chest like here's this here's this you hit this and get in the loop like it's very almost yeah analytic so like that's always like mentally the same but like my output is different and like whenever people are like you're not going to do good here like you don't stand a chance i'm like okay and i'm not even like angry at them it's not even like an upset thing i'm sure there is some ego in it but i'm like watch and i'll just go and grind and get at like the it like switches like when i don't want to get up and run at five in the morning I'm like watch and i'll just get up with this is fire that's like on 10 and i'll just go 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 yeah. and like be able to grind like just more out do everyone and then when they're like you're good it's like instantly like it's not even like it's like the motivation like i don't want to do it like i'm like okay what's next yeah like and that's like but that's like with everything like even like this coffee thing like as people say like you're doing good i'm like it's like that fight to be like i don't want to I'm like no you need to keep pushing yeah just because people think you can do it like i see that trajectory of like eh, well what's next now you know yeah definitely yeah i think like um so like usually when i meet with like 
clients and athletes mm-hmm. like we do like a, a just build like rapport yeah so we pretty much just build off of like okay this is like your history with the sport this is why you started with it i think that's like a big one like and you talked about it earlier it's just like going back to like why you started the sport and like um i think a big one with that that i'd probably like if we work together i'd probably focus on like your motivators like what's motivating you and what's getting you up out of bed yeah um and i think even modifying you know those doubts yeah. that people have and using that to like be the very thing uh that gets you you know to get out of bed or to yeah. work hard or to um because this idea of like a live arrived like yeah you're good and you're great but then walking into competition like oh i'm the man it's kind of dangerous because it, yeah. it leaves you open um and i think just like finding those like internal motivators and like even using those things in like channeling back to them um a big one with that is like visualization Mm -hmm. like yeah um you know this person person a is telling me i'm not gonna do this um but person b is telling me i'm the greatest and i think if you if person a motivates you more than person b then you use like visualization or you use imagery to go back to like person a what person a yeah and what they said um and then you like use that to like that fuel to, to go. yeah the fuel to like go and basically like you said you know you shut off emotions and you shut off everything so it's like when someone tells you hey christian like you're the best like you're just you kind of just put it into the, like the box of like i'm like i'm gonna forget this mm. i don't really care about that just shut it off you there. shut it off yeah and then you go back to like person a and you go back to that place yeah it's um it's almost like um this idea of just like um and, and we see it like um a perfect example would probably be like conor mcgregor yeah like his some of his first like um like motivators were were the fact that he grew up poor yeah um and then he was just hungry and hungry and hungry and then when it when he got the money and he got the success, that's when you started seeing like his performance started dropping. He started fighting like once a yeah. year, twice. Um, and it's like, imagine if he came back, but he fought from the poverty mentality. Yeah. Like we would get old Conor McGregor. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going back to like that idea is like using, you know, person A. Mm-hmm. that's telling you oh you can't do this you're not good enough and like kind of putting that like in like um like a bag and yeah. holding on to that obviously like when you step out of it like then you could look at it as like man i made like i am great i am yeah. good but i think in those moments in those moments where yeah, you need it be able to access yeah, it you and... use um because not every athlete's like that but yeah you in particular you use that negative mm. um energy or negative um um ideas yeah. to like motivate you to get into that particular zone yeah um because like you said it's like um there's like a switch like right now you know we're we're talking and you're like super friendly to me but yeah. if you had a fight in like two minutes right now like you switch it off yeah on. and i think that's like the same thing that you could do with that just be able it's to like, do it there it's just switch it on and off and i think that's like obviously there's more to that but like looking at that um, objectively, mm-hmm. like that's probably something that I would implement. Um, if that makes sense, I'll do that. Let's pause it there. 
so yeah um no dude that makes perfect sense like what you're saying and i think i resonate with the the connor thing because like i I've, I've seen that play out and i've thought that like he's like the motivation isn't there as much and i think that's something that like you're right and like it is like one you're saying i'm like that is true because i'm like i do do that i can just like we can be talking that can be super friendly but then it's like instantly like i've learned how to click that switch and go fight and that took time like it took me years to figure out how to be able like in an instant turn it on so yeah. i'm like if i can do that i can compart compartmental how do you say it compartmental <laughs> i struggle yeah. with it too yeah. i but i can like put it in box too i can use that fuel and bring it as i want yeah and I think that's something I wish. And like, you know, I, I can't, you, you can only make so many excuses because you can't change what happened in the past. Like that would have been so helpful when I was younger. And not that I'm not, I'm probably more in my prime now, but like deep in it to know the mental side because I had no idea. Like, and I remember like always like in fighting, like looking down on myself being like, why are you so afraid to compete? Like I would love competing when I'm in there, but like I would like even sparring, like when I would spar someone who was like, an Olympic alternate or people I would work with who are like these professional fighters who I knew like could kill me in seconds, you yeah. know, like I would like be in the back throwing up. Like I'm terrified, even yeah. to spar and then you get in there and you get hit and you're fine. It's just like, yeah. but like just that mental mindset of like always like doubting myself and being like, well, I'm not a fighter. Cause you see these guys go out and they're all tough and mean, but then yeah. realizing later on, like, well, they're not like, they're exactly the same. Like you see these guys, like the Canelos, I don't know for sure, but just like people like that who are these high level dudes are terrified. Like they're like yeah. freaking out, but it's the same thing. They just go and they do it and they get in there. And like once you get hit, like you're able to just shut it off. But yeah. I've noticed for me, and let me know if this is the same for us. I'm like, like I get into that mindset and I'll pump myself up and I'm terrified, 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 like about to like freak out or have a panic attack all the way to the moment they say go. And as soon as they say go, that's when I can just like, boom yeah. it's like on like now we're on autopilot yeah is that the same with like when you're in like high level wrestling competitions where you're like nervous or were you able like to shut it off the moment you got there and like we're going or yeah no i was um i was a very very nervous athlete yeah uh i'm i have a really um i have a really good poker face yeah um even even when i'm competing and i'm like training yeah it's very rare that you see me like huffing and puffing. Yeah. But inside, I want to huff and yeah. puff because I'm exhausted. But um, a big one for me is just like the poker face and just like your body language. Mm -hmm. um, but same thing. I was like always nervous before my matches, yeah. heart beating. Um, sometimes athletes like will take naps at tournaments and I just couldn't do that because I was constantly thinking about the next match. I was yeah. watching people. Um, and I, like you said, you know, like the moment it's ready, like, let's go. That's when it clicked off. And for me, it was like the moment, um, I took my first shot. Like, so we get on the line, shake hands, whistle blows right when I, make contact with the guy that's when would. it's like boom okay yeah. now we're in a match like this is like we gotta wake up yeah essentially um and yeah so that it was like all the way up until contact you know now that you like, say that i i agree I, I agree more with that that is the same too because i can think when i'm going i'm terrified till they hit me and i'm like yeah. oh now he didn't like yeah. loops on but yeah dude I would look at those people, and I think every, like we're all built certain ways, and there's benefits to everything. I'm sure the guy who never gets nervous almost looks at the nervous person like, man, maybe it would be better to be that guy. But yeah. I look at those dudes who would be sleeping like, bro, how are you chill, bro? Exactly. But they're probably like scared too, and they're probably looking at me like, this guy's so confident. But I'm like, dude, you're you're real calm. Like, I wish I was calm. Yeah. I'm about to pee myself to yeah. go fight. 
but I think there's like some beauty in that and like I think from the outside it could look like adrenaline junkie stuff but like the beauty like just the conquering of knowing like to overcome almost like to know I was terrified but yet I was able to be like we're going and just get it done yeah and I feel like that like has resonated and trans translated into my life a lot like when I'm scared to do things and make you're doing it like it's almost not like there's like the separate part like my mind's like i'm terrified but this other part's like you're going you're gonna do it anyways and just do it like i feel like that's helped me tremendously in my life just outside of fighting just be able to just repetitively do that so much you know like it's scary get it done yeah so yeah it's uh it's definitely bravery like bravery is not like the absence of fear it's like i'm still gonna do this yeah it terrifies me but like i'm still gonna do it and that's like bravery I think it's healthy, bro. I, I always encourage people to do some type of something that scares you because I think it's so beneficial for so many levels, for so many ways. But I think just that, just the confidence it builds yeah. of knowing like, because that's like my biggest confidence booster of, with my life and fighting is not even like the success. Like the success doesn't mean as much to me, but like the fact of knowing like, okay, those moments when I just got like the hell beat out of me and I still came out or those moments where I'm like, I am terrified, but I still went. Like, those are the things, like, in moments where, like, I'm facing adversity, like, that's what comes into my head. Like, yeah. you've done this a hundred times. You've been, like, the hard practices where you're, like, beat, and then your coach is, like, and now we're going to go run. And, yeah. like, just to be able to, like, those are the things I pull. Like, the the down parts where I walk back up, like, that helps me the most compared to, like, the actual easy wins, like, don't really yeah. sit with me. Those are just, like, cool moments, you know? Yeah. But I think I think that's healthy for people, and you can get that in working out. Just like being able to like go through hell is so beneficial later on, because you can always be like, doesn't matter how hard this job is, I'm not getting hit in the face, or I'm not running, and I'm not doing this. So, yeah, I think it's beneficial. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's important for everyone to just kind of see like what you're made of, mm-hmm. and like putting yourself through fire, because with sports, you know, you're not gonna always be in sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I when I think about my training, I think about it as like I'm not training for like a competition or this particular guy. Like yeah. I'm training for life mm. because um, at some point, you know, I'm not gonna have a competition. Yeah. At some point, um, I'm not going to you know win a tournament. I'm not gonna have no more trophies to yeah. to to hang up. And then from there, you know, like there's different things in life. It's like. Um, you know, how do I deal with death? You yeah. know, how do I deal with um, not getting the job I really wanted? Mm-hmm. Or if um, my car breaks down and I really needed to get to this area. And yeah. just it's all those little things that you learn in sports, like discipline and patience um, that kind of they translate perfectly through yeah. life if you let them versus someone who doesn't do, you know, put themselves through hell, yeah. essentially it's very unique what yeah what it teaches you that's dude that's how i feel whenever i'm about the whole training for life like i've seen the byproduct of um competing in sports with that but the place where, like i mentally like purpose you is when i work out like when i do like these hardcore crossfit work like that's what i think like this is going to make me a better person this is yeah. going to make me a better like human in life and i've seen that like even like and it's some it can be so minuscule as like working a happy hour at starbucks where you're like man i'm like or like you're doing like those turnaround shifts like man i don't want to do this today and like you go back to like well at least i'm not at least i'm not like working out in a 110 degree garage like i've done this before let's go like those little things that like seem so small like those are the ones that like get you when you're having to do like just to turn around shifts and like the little like your car breaks down like really dude and you're like all right let's just just deal with it so i think it's healthy bro 
I think it's really good for people. And I, and I've noticed like when I get around like athletes who like really have that mindset and it's not a byproduct of if you're good or not at the sports, it's that mindset of grit. Like I yeah. feel like those are the people who help me grow the most in life. Cause those are the people who like, don't give me excuses. Yeah. Like all my closest friends are like high level athletes at something. Cause they don't like, they genuinely like when I feel bad for myself, they're like, okay, like feeling bad doesn't get you better. Go. Yeah. Like, and I think that's good to have. Like, I think it's really solid to have people like that who are going to like, it hurts in the moment when they tell you like, stop feeling bad for yourself, but it's like so beneficial. Yeah. Cause it's so easy to get into that victim mindset. Like it's like, it's such a bad place to be in. Like, and I've been there where I just feel bad for myself. Like I don't go anywhere. It's just yeah. kind of, I just stay there, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think like what you said, I think community is so important mm -hmm. and just making sure you have the right people around you. Yeah. Um, especially people that don't, that don't tell you what you want to hear. Like I growing up, you know, like my, um, my dad was like, Hey, go get an extra run in or do. So he, he actually told me to do a lot of different things that I like did not want to do. I wanted to be home and resting. Yeah. But now I look back and even now, like one of my biggest motivators is my dad Yeah. because he tells me the things I don't want to hear. <laughs> and you know, we may like, in the moment argue but later on i i like go up to him and i'm like hey dad like thanks for telling me that i yeah. really needed that and i think that's super important just having people that are vulnerable and they like you know because you do need people that sympathize with you to yeah. some extent or empathize with you and they're like okay i understand what you're going through um but you also need to like they have like a healthy heart. balance yeah yeah it's like a balance yeah and i think that's why like it's important like who you surround yourself with and i see like friendship as like layers like because you have some people who are like you're maybe your work friends and they're not going to be those people like you have like levels of people like this how and close that friendship is but i think like that like inner circle like the ones who really defy who you are like those need to i mean you can make whatever friends you want but like those are the ones where it's like literally like i don't know if your parents ever told you this my parents told me this and i hated it but it's so true they'll be like show me your close friends and i'll show you who you'll be yeah. and i'm like shut up that's not true <laughs> but it was it is so true because like when i look at like my i have like three solid like deep rooted friends and we're all like we all do very different things like in careers but like i think we've all been like good for ourselves in life because like that friendship we shared and like the fact that we will go work out and we don't feel bad for each other when yeah. one person's like look i did this and i accomplished this you're like oh that's great but what's next don't like this like it's good to like like i'll i'll cheer when you like have success but i'm not going to let you think you arrive because you never yeah. have keep going yeah like and i think to have those voices like for you as your dad for me it's like my one of my best friends like those are the things you need and the highs and lows like to keep pushing you yeah and i think especially when you're competitive like i'm a very competitive person and i'm just gonna assume you are as well yeah. <laughs> like it's good to ha like have that when they're like look what i did and you're like okay watch and like you're coming at each other in a love place but, like to be able just to keep moving that bar forward is so healthy yeah so it's good to have that man yeah. like there's been times where <laughs> anyway. I don't know what I drink. Like, I got something in my throat. But, like, even with, like, starting this coffee business, where there's moments where, like, I've wanted to be, like, this is not worth it. And, like, I'll think back to, like, what would your friend say? Even though, like, I know they would never, like, laugh at me. Like, that's, like, the thing. Like, you're going to give up? Man, look at all this trash you talk to them, and they're going to come yeah. at you. Like, like those little things, like, just keep yeah. me going. And, like, if I never had those, like, I would probably quit on this, quit on this, quit on everything. Cause, like, yeah. But, like, it's those motivators. So. Yeah, it's important. Yeah, man super important speaking of that stuff bro so you you've listened to uh jocko's podcast yeah bro lot. dude that thing fire i've never 
seen a human who will just like fire me up in an instant, right. dude. Like I'll be working out and I'm like, man, I just want to like cut one one set short, and I'll like yeah. just go put something on. I'm like, nope, it's like instant fuel. Like it's crazy how a human can have that kind of impact of just words just to like light you up and get you going, dude. Yeah, he's insane, bro. He, yeah, I'll be like laying in bed, and he. It's like almost like if like God destined for me to see that video, yeah. but he'll pop up and he's like, "Yeah, I've been up since like all black and white and sweaty." Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes on this story, and then I'm like, "Okay, I guess I gotta get up now because yeah. Jocko said <laughs> <laughs> that dude." Like, so my family's all in like uh, I come from like a really big military and like police background, and a lot of my family's like my brothers in the navy, my grandpa's in the navy, so like. Navy SEALs has always been something that's like inspired me before they were like popular. Like that's always been something like I've been around in some sphere in my family. So like I'll see him, like and I'll show my wife. I'm like, when I think of someone who's like a legit um what's the movie? Um uh the quote where like you can take our you you may take our land, but you can't take Braveheart. Have you ever Braveheart. seen Braveheart? Yeah. When yeah. I think of like the real life version of that dude. I think of Jocko. Jocko. Like if there was one dude, I would be terrified like to go fight. Yeah. Because <laughs> he looks like he could just like legit crush me. Yeah. That's a scary human being, dude. All that to be said, the point of that is, do you have um certain things like, is there like a one thing you may have? And maybe it's completely different for you. Where like in those moments, like life's real hard and like across the like, do you have like one thing that like will pop into your head like, that like keeps you moving or is it like different factors or yeah i think it's like i think there's like depending on what i channel yeah um but it can it can range from just reminding me reminding myself Mm -hmm. of like what i've been through Mm -hmm. um and just kind of telling myself hey like you survived that yeah like you could survive this Mm. um or just going back to seasons of my life that were really like terrifying or really hard and kind of looking back and seeing, okay, well, how did I get through that? Mm. What did I do to get me through that? Whether it's, um, I know like my senior year of uh, college wrestling, I got to a point in my career where I was like, okay, I'm good, but I'm not a champion. Like I'm, I'm placing it at nationals, but I'm not like winning it. What's, what's the issue. And for me, it was very much, um, I didn't believe in myself. Like yeah. I wasn't, I didn't think that I deserved to be a champion. Um, so I was like, okay, well I need to change that. And I remember um, I got on YouTube and it was like right at the beginning when all the motivational like videos started popping up. Yeah. So I had like a playlist of like 30 different like motivational videos and I literally would listen to them from the morning. I, from when I woke up, so when I went to sleep mm-hmm. and then I started like, um, I started, um, doing like voice memos and I would go through my matches. So if I had a match against SF state, like yeah. I, um, would walk through the match and I would say exactly what I was going to do. So I would, I would get on my phone and I'd be like, okay, this is how many takedowns I'm going to get. This is, um, how I'm going to beat them. Um, in round two, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And then the final score is going to be this. Yeah. And I was like, I would do that for all my matches. And then before I know, I started getting momentum. So I think that kind of input that, that season of my life is super, um, 
it's such a like pillar for like what I go through in life now. So anytime that it's just like a rough season or I'm just struggling, um, I look back on that place and I'm mm. like, okay, like let's start watching like motivational yeah. videos again. Let's um, listen to podcasts. Like let's um, pray more like, and then I think a big one too is just like the voice memos or like yeah. vlogging and just kind of getting your thoughts out and just kind of, you know, putting everything out there. Yeah. Um, but I know like that's something that definitely stems in the back of my head. Um, and then also like my family, like I just really like have so much admiration and love for my family. Mm-hmm. So everything that I pretty much do is like, okay, um, I think about my family and I think about, cause like, um, especially like, well, my family, I can't speak for every family, but my, um, my parents do a really good job of like calling me by who, um, who God says I am, mm. um, versus like who I am right now. Yeah. So even though right now I may feel like a screw up, yeah. like they don't see me that way. Like they call me by you know, yeah. who God says I am. Um, so I think because I have such a good support system at home, every time I want to give up, I kind of just I just think about my dad. I mm. think about my mom. I think about my brother, my sister, and my nephew, etc. Um, yeah. And just you know using that to like get me through whatever it is that I'm going through. So. That's good, dude. That's good. I do like that, especially with the whole like uh, they call you by who you are. It's almost in a way like the um visualization speaking into existence like this is where i'm at but this is where i'm gonna be yeah i think that is healthy i think it is healthy to have that and have especially people i think that's where i mean everyone's family situation is different but when you have like parents who like are truly will do that like you know like it's not because you like you're not gonna do anything to make them like you or it's not like because you're a good wrestler they like you like it's like no matter what you do they like are constant so i think that's super healthy and that's super um that's just good to have one thing um <clears throat> yeah dude um so with jujitsu i don't know why this is making me think of jujitsu whenever you started jujitsu um well when let me ask you this when did you start jujitsu so yeah so originally um so back in when i was wrestling in college um my best friend was uh was like hey dude like i know you're a good wrestler but like you should do jujitsu and at the time i was like I saw a little bit of jujitsu. I didn't know too much about it, but um, I, at the time, I was very much still the wrestler mentality. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna do jujitsu, dude. That's yeah. dumb. Yeah. Um, I never told him that. Yeah. But if he ever hears this podcast, he'll probably be like, "You thought <laughs> jujitsu was dope?" But it was just that whole because, like, wrestling's so just like mentally drained yeah difficult and i was like why do i need to do that i'm already doing something difficult yeah um and then but he would always like hey like try it it's fun and you'll be super good because you're a wrestler um totally blew it off um and then it wasn't until my um i think it was about three years ago Mm -hmm. yeah three years ago um he graduated and he was like hey i'm going on a um on a cruise but it's like a jiu-jitsu cruise so like on the cruise um i want to make sure i got everyone's name right but um i'll just say the ones that i know so like uh the instructors were gonna be uh lucas lapree yeah 
um, he's a black belt. All these guys are black belts. Yeah. And then um, um, I can't remember the other two, but there was two other. Um, there was multiple black belts. Yeah. Um, all really good guys. So he's like, "Hey, you should come on this cruise with me. Um, we're gonna go to Haiti, Mexico, and Jamaica." Okay. So I, I obviously like I went. And I didn't know what was going on. Uh, Did you was, think, like, I'm gonna run through these fools? Um, honestly, I didn't really know what to expect. Okay. I knew in terms of like the stand up, like if we're on our feet, like I had the mentality of like I'm taking you down. Yeah, like, it's, I don't, it's I'm done. Take you guys down. Yeah. Um, but the whole like on the ground from there, I was like completely like. I don't I don't know what what you do. you don't even know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Um so I went and we rolled and uh we had like I think they trained like three times a day. Okay. Um and I yeah, it was honestly I don't I wouldn't say that I fell in love with jiu jitsu there. Yeah. Um but it definitely opened up my eyes to like the sport and yeah. I realized like whoa, like this is actually like a tough sport like yeah. this is actually there's a lot of technique to this like this is like actually really cool yeah um and i think it channeled that um the kid in me because okay. the kid in me like i said earlier was like the troublemaker fighting yeah. and with wrestling i i was very like a very technical wrestler i wasn't very um mean yeah um but with jiu-jitsu i'm like oh i could choke people out yeah like, that's so cool <laughs> like i love you but i'm gonna choke you yeah. out like were, so that whole idea were, like, were you training. good whenever you start like obviously i mean there's levels but like yeah. were, did you have like a net was there any area where you're like oh i definitely have an advantage here even like past the takedown because obviously like so yeah so i think like one thing that helps me with wrestling is that if I shoot like a double, I'm very good at like switching my feet to like side guard, okay. like right from the start. So I think like if I could get like really good, like takedown, like a blast double or something, it's like from there I've noticed like when I go against a jujitsu guy, it's easier for me to pass their guard. And you're just so used to this. Yeah, I'm so used to just yeah. stepping to the side because obviously you're trying to pin someone. So you're. So I'm so used to just automatically being in that position. Yeah, that's that's one place I had. So I, I started in wrestling, then jujitsu, and then boxing and stuff. I'm not good at jujitsu or wrestling. Like I'm just trash, and I can admit that's fine. But one place I have noticed whenever I go, because you know when you train, you, you train with people around your level. You're not gonna go like white belt to black belt, yeah. you know. But like. One advantage I have even to this day is just the wrestling like, to take down. I feel like that's like the only thing I like in wrestling I got decent is I can do a decent double leg. Yeah. And I've noticed like I can just get them there, but that's my one place is that transition. Like I'm trying to build that habit when I go immediately stepping over because like I'll get you into your guard. Like I'll get there and then I start. And like that's one place I really am trying to build that habit. Like as soon as we hit, I'm on the other side. Yeah. Cause they'll trap me and then I'm like, oh, here we go. Here comes arm bars and chokes and stuff. So yeah. That's one place I need to get better at. It's like instant transition. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's like the one place where I'm like, okay, like this is like a good advantage for me yeah. in terms of wrestling. Yeah. Um, one thing that's where uh, I know there's different styles of like jujitsu. It's such a new sport, Brazilian jujitsu. Like I've seen the evolvement since I've been training, which is super cool. To, like 
to be young and still see like, oh, I remember when it was this and this is the rule and like this was the standard and now there's this and like the involvement. But I've always leaned more towards, I don't know if it'd be American. I don't know all the terms. I don't know if it would be more like American type jujitsu, like with heavy wrestling. Like I've always loved that because I feel like in any jujitsu wrestling, I'm not, not that I'm not technical, but I'm more like that let's grind style. Yeah. Like I'm just like on you, on you. Like my cardio is going to be more the thing that beats you than my skill. I'm just going to be on people. And I've always loved like the transition from like that heavy wrestling. Like I'm more the guy like, if I have it my way, when we're in jiu-jitsu, I'm going to be more the guy that's going to want to be on top. That's going to want to be passing. I'm going to want to be just kind of flowing you over till you just gas. Yeah. Because technically, like, I'm like, if I'm going to bottom, you're just, I'm just going to die. I'm not going to get there. So, yeah. 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 Oh, no, yeah, for sure. That's good. Yeah. Loved it, dude. And it was so difficult. Because <laughs> I was so used to just, like, being in my stance all the time. You can't get away with fighting. that. Yeah. And then this whole idea of, like, okay, I need to, like, keep my hands up all the time and yeah. protect i was just like dude my shoulders and then my hands started getting heavy after so many yeah. punches and i'm just like whoa like, it, this is a whole different world i forget that oh i'm sorry ladies and gentlemen about that we had a little cut off but we're back but um that's something i get because I, I i remember being like that just so tired and like now unfortunately i'm sure it's you like, you can be out of shape and wrestling but you have enough skill you can get in there and go through the motions yeah. like I'll like start training if new people are like my hands are so heavy. I'm like, wow, I can just hold here for like hours and hours because you just get so conditioned. Yeah. But I remember that. I remember starting my shoulders just being in so much pain from having this like the whole it's bad. you know you put the gloves and they feel so heavy, you know? It's having to hold them there. And then I remember I just found little tricks. Like I would like plant them into my ribs and just hold here. I'm like, at least I can just wait here for a second to yeah. cool off. And but yeah, they're different animals, dude. They're different. Yeah. Like, but it's it's fun. Yeah. No, I think um <clears throat> Right after, so when I was like with wrestling, when I was in it, all I cared about was wrestling. Yeah. Like, didn't look at jujitsu. I didn't look at boxing. Just. I didn't look at MMA. Yeah. Um, I don't even think I was that big of an MMA fan at the time. It was just wrestling. Yeah. Everything. Life revolved around wrestling. Um, and it's funny now because, like, I don't walk around and tell people that wrestling's the toughest sport. Yeah. Um, people will tell me that, and they're like, "Dude, like, out of everything, wrestling's tough." It's true, think, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think now that I'm out of it and I'm able to like venture off into yeah. different sports, I've learned to like respect um other crafts yeah so like i told you like with boxing i'm just like dude it's so difficult yeah. and then you're telling me wrestling's so yeah. difficult and it's like but it's the same thing like with yeah. everything like my sister was a swimmer in high yeah. school and um one summer she ran me through like swimming uh, le uh yeah. lessons pretty much and i dude i felt like i was gonna drown swimming swimming's hard <laughs> dude it's such it's so good for your cardiovascular so oh, yeah. I, I i swam competitively when i was younger and i would like like right when i stopped swimming competitive i got into jiu-jitsu and like my first like month in jiu-jitsu like i would get tap skill but like my cardio was so through the roof yeah because swimming is an animal because that's one unlike running like you can stop and swimming if you yeah. stop you go down yeah like you, you gotta keep going all the way <laughs> no but you're right i think it's just like you're not only what your body gets accumulated to, but like mentally you're just so used to that. Like it just becomes yeah. like, it's non-factor. You don't have to think about it. Cause I think when you have to like think about like every movement, like that gets tiring. Cause then your muscles are locked up. Yeah. Like if you got into boxing, you're going to be super tight no matter what. Yeah. And if I got into wrestling, like no matter how much fun I try to have, like there's going to be part of me that's very tense and trying to 
yeah. analyze. And I feel like this, the mental part can drain people. Oh, definitely. It's crazy, dude. I, I saw this thing somewhere. I don't remember where I saw it. But there was, like, this study that one that was saying, like, these people who play, like, high-level chess, like, they found these, like, professional, I don't know if you call them athletes, but these professional chess players were losing tons of weight. And they're like, why are these guys losing so much weight? And they found, like, just the mental strain. Like, they were burning so many calories from hours and hours of playing. Like, that's crazy. Like, your mind just focusing can just drain you. Yeah. So I do think there is part of that. Because, like, I'll get more tired wrestling if I'm going way lighter than if I went and jumped into a boxing ring out of shape. I can just go. Because I think just, like, mentally I'm so – like, the mental part doesn't change on some level. You just have that locked in. Yeah. So – I get that though, yeah, because I still think like when you say boxing is hard compared to wrestling, like you're you're dumb, dude. <laughs> like boxing, so like maybe you get hit in the face and that sucks, but like yeah. cardio wise, I'll die. Two seconds on the mat, I'm getting tired. Yeah, it's just yeah, dude. It's it's almost um, just being able to like try different sports and different movements. It's um, it just makes you think like, man, like what is in shape like what does that look like it's so, i don't think there is such thing as in shape bro i think it's so objective because you're like you can be a great swimmer and, and i think there's like a baseline of you're in decent shape but like yeah. you can be a great swimmer but if you jump on the track you're gonna die yeah i can get into the i can be a great boxer but i might not be a good crossfit i think it's like so objective yeah like i don't think there is such thing as in shape i think it's like just compared to what you know yeah like what you're trying to accomplish yeah because your body trains for different ways like it's like yeah so i think there's like the basic baseline and i don't even know what that would be but like i guess that's objective too depending on where you come from what is health but yeah man yeah dude wrestling's so hard (laughs) wrestling's so hard dude and i i love it but it's so difficult dude because like and i think it's like no matter what, like I just I know how to defend in boxing. I know how to I like I learned how to rest, and I'm sure there's ways in wrestling like you know tricks on how to rest while you're competing. You just know how to yeah. use their body, and I just don't. So, but yeah, man, it's yeah, awesome. yeah. You figure it out. I think like with me, like there's certain like I think once I get like my boots in, like vining, yeah, like, my legs in, um, I I figured out a way to like distribute like all my um pressure on my hips, yeah. Like, Usually, if I could flatten a guy out, then it's like I'm. I'm you can rest. Like I could rest. Yeah, and it's like you're just kind of like you're just kind of you let like watching the guy roll. on bottom, yeah. and you're just like you're catching your breath. Yeah. So I think once you like, like you said, you know, like you figure out ways to yeah. to catch it. And that's something I love about the sports. Like when, and that's one thing I I feel fortunate about coming up in all these different martial arts was I learned like oh there is so much depth to everything out the yeah. gate like. Even in boxing, same like like when I'm getting beat, I just know like okay, if I roll this way and roll this way, I'm kind of wrestling because you're just kind of moving. I'm just chilling, catching my breath. Like you learn, and jujitsu is so different. But even throughout all these martial arts, like as different as they are, like I, I've been uh, training a lot of well pre-COVID, I was training a few MMA like amateur MMA fighters for um their fights because like I've done enough MMA where I understand how to translate the boxing into MMA. Yeah. But like I was telling like it's all the same. Like it's so different, but like wrestling jujitsu boxing it's all the same in its sense of like even on the like the weight distribution the way you balance the way i'm moving off you like you're throwing and i'm just rolling off you same thing of wrestling like it's all like mentally like the chest game is going to be the same because like when you're competitive like unless you're just going and trying to knock some like it's like a chess game like i'm always setting you up knowing if i throw here you're going to come here i'm going to move here i'm going to take you there like it's all just setups yeah 
And I think that's like where the benefit, like, like you were saying, like, as you start doing different ones, like the skill is different, but you start learning like, oh, like the mentality is the same. Like even jujitsu wrestling, I'm starting here, getting here, hoping you will bait on this and react so I can eventually get you to this goal. Yeah. And I think like, that's one thing I love about MMA besides just the, the popularity of it is you get to see it all come together. Like you, you get to see the specialist who's really good at the boxing and the wrestling and how like they kind of match it up. Like I love those fights. Like when it's like such di- like the Khabib versus the McGregor. Yeah. Like just seeing like how are they gonna how are they gonna figure this out? Like yeah. I love that stuff, dude. Yeah, it's um, that's what I love about you know, like you said, just with uh, MMA. It's just the combination. You bring this star from that sport and then this star from that sport, and it's like. Attach it out and see how how this goes, dude. That's what I. That's why, like, despite the, I'm a big Conor McGregor fan, and people might call me a bit. I was a Conor McGregor fan before he was in the UFC. I just love his style, like, despite the track, just that movement. I love it. But when he fought Khabib, despite just the hype and the madness of it, I was like so intrigued. Like, I was like, it can go. He's gonna starch him on the feet, or Khabib's just gonna beat him on the ground. And yeah. like seeing how it played out was kind of how i expected it but also not like there was like so much like it was interesting seeing how like their minds of how they had to evolve and change during the fight yeah more on mcgregor's and khabib just did the same thing just took yeah. him down and held him there but that was that was a good one that was real interesting yeah yeah, yeah it was uh i was so hyped for that fight who did you want to win did I you was... have someone you wanted to win or yeah i wanted connor to win yeah and a lot of people are like yeah but khabib's a wrestler he's a grappler like yeah. why but um Dude, I love stand up. Like, I love it. I think it's like beautiful. Yeah. When I watch it. When you um, do it good. Yeah. So like, a lot of like my fa- favorite fighters in the UFC or just in MMA in general, they're all stand up guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Israel Desanya. Like, I just love his style. I yeah. love Connor's style. Um, I think it's just because it's like I've been a grappler my whole life, so yeah. I'm just like seen a double a thousand times. Yeah. So it's like it's not special, but I yeah. think. When it comes to stand up, it's just like, oh, whoa! I didn't see, I didn't know you could punch like that. Right. So it's just like, yeah, I I love like stand up guys, Dustin Poirier. He has he has such good boxing. Yeah. Like he is so it's there's so much. Yeah, he's so good. And that's something I've liked about MMA. And besides, it's so new compared to boxing. But like, not that people don't do it different in boxing because you have these people like Vasily Lodomchenko and these guys coming up who do do it different. Yeah. But it's all. Like, there's only eight punches. Like, it's all this. You can't reinvent the wheel. It's just different variations of it, which I think on some of it's harder because then you got these guys who stand out who made, like, madness out of eight punches. Yeah. But, like, watching, like, Dustin Poirier with his boxing, like, I don't know if you saw his last fight against, um, was it Dan Hooker? I think is the name. Yes. Where, where he came and he started throwing, like, these weird hammer fists. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, yeah. that's so interesting. I would have never thought just coming in, like, hitting him, but, like, just, yeah. like, MMA is evolving so fast that like, you get to see, like, Chuck Liddell was one of the best light heavyweights ever, but if you put him in his prime versus John Jones, John would still probably kill him. Like yeah. you never know, but just like because like it's just changed, yeah, like so much. Like I remember getting into MMA when I was young, and they're like, you don't throw spin kicks, Muay Thai, that's it. And now everyone's throwing spinning kicks, jumping off the wall, blast doubling <laughs> people, flipping them. Like yeah, it's just like you realize like there's endless possibilities. Like there is no like even Connor and Cowboy, he came in with that. Yeah, the flying shoulder. Shoulder. I was like, yeah. who? Like, I would have never thought. But then, like, when you see it, you're like, oh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like, of course, like it's a weapon. Why wouldn't you use Why that? You know. You? Yeah. But yeah, I love it, dude. Yeah. It's it's just yeah, man. I'm a fan. And like, the only downside is like, are you like into football and stuff like that too? Yeah, 
I'm not crazy big, but yeah. um, my family is like a huge 49er okay, family. So, it, yeah. So when it comes to like the Niners, it's yeah. like I'm always like yeah. glued to the TV. See, dude, I don't like that's the ones that like my family are diehard football and basketball fans. Like, and half my family is like 49ers. Then you have a few where like my mom likes Green Bay and my brother likes the Steelers. I don't know why. But like I just don't enjoy football. Yeah, I've tried. Like I like saying my family's so around. Like I could break down to you how to point. Like I know the game. Yeah, I just like I've tried. I'm like it's just so boring to me. And like not a shot. Like I respect what they can physically yeah. do. Like football athletes are some of the best athletes I'd say in the world. Like their ability just to run through things. But like I think it's like I know when it's gonna end. Like that kind of like it's just I'm like and if it's a blowout, I'm like what am I doing here? Yeah, yeah, but, I. uh a lot of my friends are huge football fans and then they'll try to like rub it into my face like when the Niners lose I don't care and I'm just like I don't I don't care I'm I'm sad that you know this past UFC that yeah you know, yeah that uh uh Tony Ferguson lost like I'm upset about that yeah I don't like, care about talk this. to me like you could smack talk to me about fighters yeah and I'll get upset because yeah I'm really drawn to it but when it comes to football I'm just kind of like Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, it's more of like a family tradition. Same. I mean. Yeah. People are like, what's your favorite team? I'm like, I guess the 49ers. Like, what about this? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, my dad's a Niners fan. I don't, I'm just, I don't know. I don't watch it. I don't, yeah. I, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm, they're fine. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I used to, I got to this place with fighting where like, and almost because I think there is the excitement of when you get in your hands, get all sweaty because you're a fan. You want to see like, I more want to see fighters win less because of like, them individually because like when i watch i still like i have that mindset of like when i compete like i'd strip down who they are and just like want to see the technique yeah but for me it's more of like like future fights like i wanted connor to be khabib so bad not much of that but because like okay if he wins i can see this fight in this yeah. fight like just what it holds and when they lose i'm like well now he's like tony ferguson getting beat i'm like now we won't see khabib yeah we'll never see it yeah like that's more what upsets me like Damn, yeah i, I want to see that what so bad could be? Yeah. yeah i think um, that would have been such a good fight I think I don't know. I think could be able to win. Yeah, um, I don't think anyone's gonna beat him anytime soon, dude. Unless they knock him out, yeah. he's just so like he's almost like the not boring in a bad way. It's like so one dimensional, but he's so good at it. Like yeah. if this is gonna be hard for anyone to beat that dude. Yeah, it, in my personal opinion, I I feel like if Gaethje can't do it, then no one's gonna do it. Yeah. Um, I know they're trying to get GSP to come out of retirement, but I don't feel like it's like worth it for GSP. Yeah, I don't. He did his time. Yeah, it's too much risk. He would, he'd be good. I think he's. I mean, the dude came back and beat Michael Bisping. So who knows? I think. Like I would, I would watch it for sure. But I just don't like. Yeah, that's my mindset. I'm like, I would definitely watch it. But I'm like, dude, you you did. Like, it it wouldn't be fair because if GSP got murdered, I would instantly think like, well, he's also old. You know, like you don't like Anderson Silva fighting anyone. Like he, like I'll watch it, but he's also an older guy now. Like he's definitely not the same dude. But yeah, dude. The only person I think besides Gaethje would beat him, honestly, even though I've seen it, was I think Connor could still. Yeah. I think I think it just that hand he has. Oh yeah. And I know everyone when they lose, they're like, "I'll do this different, this different." But I'm like, like the points he's made, I'm like, I get that. Like, I get like I understand like when he says like, "Okay, like I was just trying to be defensive. I wasn't trying to fight off the bottom." I'm like I get that. Like I believe that. Like even watching, you're just kind of just laying there, like and seeing like what he would change. I'm like. I could see that one going different ways. Because, like, in the third and fourth, like, I think it ended in the fourth round of the Connor Khabib. Yeah, 
like he was doing good on the stand. He started catching him. Like I could see him winning it. Yeah. But I could also see him getting this same yeah. thing. So no, I saw that too. I saw that. Um, he was just trying to defend those shots. Yeah. So you could even see it like he was like hesitating. Yeah. Because he didn't want to swing and then fall into like a double. Yeah. So that, it's um yeah it's something that's definitely that's it, where it could go the other way. That's where it gets hard. I, I have a, a wrestler buddy of mine who I was get, helping getting ready for a, a, a MMA fight, which ended up falling through because of you know all this COVID fun stuff. But uh, when we were going, he's like a, a pretty high level wrestler. I think he like. I don't want to say his name because if I say what he did wrong, I don't want to, you know, I think he was like in state and stuff like he was good. Definitely would kill me in the wrestling. But like after we would train, like I would help and we would actually like move around a little bit. And that was like the biggest thing I realized. Like I was like, I can't just unload on you. I'm like, cause you're just going to come through. Like, even if I clip you, you still can run through it. And I like this realizing how my game has to change. Like even my stance, like I can't come in. I have to stay back. Like, and you realize like when people, like people will see these fives and like, well, like, like I've heard people say, well, like, well, Khabib dropped Connor. He would be like, he could stand up and beat him. Like, no, he couldn't. Like, if it was stand, because like the game changes. Yeah. Like, if you and I went, like, yeah, I'm not gonna hit you because I'm like, this dude's gonna run through me and take me to the floor. Yeah. But like, when you eliminate that, like, you could open up. Yeah. I can stand in front of you and pop off. Like, yeah. I think people like Ani out. It's the same. Like, you don't know till you've been in there. Like, once exactly. you get hit once or took and taken down, once you realize how much you don't know. Yeah. So that's why I watch fights by myself. <laughs> I won't watch fights of any of my friends. Like the only time my wife might be there, but even then she'll start talking trash. I'm like, get out. <laughs> yeah. No, I get, dude, I get so, <laughs> so emotionally invested. Yeah, dude. Um, I think it was when, because uh, I love Darren Till. And, oh, dude. Um, He's probably one of my favorite yeah, fighters. Yeah. So when, when he fought, um, when he fought uh, the former champ. Uh, Woodley. Woodley. I was so devastated. I was like, I was so sad. Yeah. And then, like, they were, um, I think my sister was talking smack. She loves talking smack to me. I love her. But Especially when she knows you're mad. Exactly. Yeah. Dude. So I was like, I was so sad that day. Um, that one. And then I was sad too when Connor lost to Mayweather. I don't know why I thought that Connor was going to win, but I was just like, I think it was just the idea yeah. of like the, idea. the MMA guy yeah. coming in and he did doing good. something. He did good. Yeah. He did really good. I honestly thought, like, Connor's gonna well first I didn't know I was like it go anyway like we don't know how good he is but I thought like Connor's gonna die yeah he's gonna die and he kind of did like he did good at first but like it kind of played it like pretty much played out how I thought like I assume like May wasn't gonna come in there drag him in late just kind of not take a chance because anyone like your chin's the same whether you're like your chin doesn't get conditioned yeah. Like it deteriorates. Like, so a box, like Connor hits anyone, it's going to hurt you. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, it's going to put you out. Yeah. So I like assume like Mayweather's going to be smart and just kind of go and like, he ain't going to take a chance getting beat. Like, yeah. imagine if he got beat to Connor. Like, man, there's one guy you don't want to lose to. Like, it's him. Yeah. And then that will just look so bad for boxing. Yeah. But like, it kind of like, it played. I was more impressed by uh, Mayweather and that, like how he changed the game. Like, yeah. he came in here, backed up, came in here and just, yeah. It was impressive. Yeah. But it played out how I thought. Yeah. No, and that was like the thing is like you know, it's it's boxing. Yeah, it's so and then all the boxers are like, nah, Mayweather's gonna win. Yeah. Um and it played out that way. Yeah. So it's uh Yeah. Yeah. It was it was fun though. I thought it was really cool. I was entertained. I I loved it. It was so fun, dude. But yeah, no, Darren Till, dude. Darren Till is probably like 
my wife's not heavy in the fighting, but she loves Darren Till. Yeah, I think she just loves how he like how he sounds and when he talks <laughs> trash, dude. This is so, yeah, dude. When he, I was pretty upset when he lost to Robbie Lawler. I mean, not Robbie Lawler, um, Tyron Woodley. Yeah, because I just wanted to win. Because it was again like just the future, like knowing like this dude's gonna talk so much trash afterwards. It's gonna be fun, and just I love his style, dude. Like it's so devastating that dude. Oh, yeah. Like his stand up is. Did you see his last fight with um, Robert Whitaker? Yes. I was stressed out the whole time. Yeah. All the way through. Yeah. It, I, I know box, but I felt like it was very a strategic fight. Oh, yeah, very, dude. They were like just like chess match. I love those. Like, I've watched that fight so many times because I can just learn from that. Just yeah. seeing two dudes, like, just their, like, how it changed and you watch things. And, like, you don't, people don't realize, like, just like, it looks like, obviously, it's hard, but it looks so much easier than it is. Because I think people will see, like, He'll throw a punch and he'll move. You're like, oh yeah, like I, I would do it because it looks so natural just to move out. I'm like, yeah, but you have to like train to move and be right there and come back. Like it looks so easy. Like you just assume like I would do the same thing till you get cracked. Yeah. Like that was such a good fight. I was stressing, dude. I was I was like pacing around, like yeah. <laughs> just like watching. Cause like the whole time, like it could just end any moment. Yeah. So yeah, dude. So yeah, dude. We're uh we're getting close to the end. This is pretty much went how I thought it was a lot of yeah. <laughs> Um, one thing I ask any everyone that comes on here before we end, um, I always say, uh, like, let's pretend for a moment that the whole world is listening to this podcast. We're on like a Joe Rogan level. Everyone's here, um, watching. Is there anything you want to say? Any words of encouragement? Any anything you want to say to people? A, a leaving message? Um, yeah. There's obviously like a lot of different things. Yeah. Same. Um, but I think something that's like really like been heavy on like my heart mm-hmm. is um, like everything we do. Um, I think I heard this. It was like a sermon from uh, Bill Johnson out of Bethel. Yeah. But he said that um, a lot of everything that we do is either done in faith or fear. Mm. And I think that really being honest with yourself, like what am I doing this out of faith or am I doing this out of fear? Um and I think that um, that just going and doing everything that you do um, from the perspective of faith, it, it just gives you that extra strength and that courage to take on things. Um, and and understanding that fear is real and it's there. Yeah. But fear doesn't have to like control you. Like faith is so much stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just holding on to that and just understanding and knowing that, you know, where your strength comes from. Um, you know, I'm a Christian. I, I love Jesus. And, you know, I'm always, um, you know, just backed up by the fact that, you know, for the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that I could always go back to that, like, even when I'm weak, like he's strong. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, just like checking yourself, um, am I doing this out of faith or am I doing this out of fear? Um, acknowledging that, okay, yeah, I am. Maybe I have some fear. But that, you know, my faith is always going to trump my fear. Yeah. Um, and I think that leads you into your calling, and I think that leads you into your passion, and I think that ultimately, you know, gets you to that other side that you ultimately want to be at. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Oh, thanks for coming on. Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs>